I don't believe that we should ever have the good money again before we take the thing out of the hands of government. Welcome back, everyone. We're Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the websites by plebs. Joining us today, very special guest, Samurai Wallet. All right, we're diving into the numbers, though. Let's do it. Mama time! Brought to you by Bitcoin 2022. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference celebration party hosted in sunny, sunny Miami Beach, Florida. It's April 6th tonight. That means it's coming up. It's in less than a month, guys. Get your tickets quickly. The speaker list, inc- the speaker list includes President Naim Bukele of El Salvador, Michael Saylor, Saifedean, Adam Back, Jack Mahler, Senator Cynthia Lummis, Dr. Jordan Peterson. Phil and I are going to be on a panel as well. You can take advantage of the link down below to get 10% off the largest Bitcoin conference tickets ever. Bitcoin 2022! At the time of this recording, the block height is 728,983. The Bitcoin price, 44,405 chain rewrite days. 737 total public lightning capacity. 3,553.85 Moscow time, 2252 Blocks to the halvening, 111,017, and the Samurai Whirlpool unspent capacity. Samurai Whirlpool is a coin joiner collaborative spend. It is not a mixing service. The unspent capacity is 4,395.17 BTC. Nico, the numbers. The numbers, bro. Looking the good. Yeah, man. Uh, it's it's funny. It's funny. It is, it, we keep getting those Moscow comments, bro. Like, <laughs> we Moscow. do, huh? It's just traitors. You guys, it. you don't understand. You need to pay attention. Uh, we, Moscow we time is is, is a meme for sats per dollar. Okay, so when you hear Moscow time, that's what it means. Sats per dollar. It comes from Jack Dorsey meeting with Congress, and he had a block clock in the back. And one of the blue check marks on Twitter was like, oh... Jack Dorsey, uh, you know, he, 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 he's in Russia. He has the Russia time. What's going on? They obviously just didn't do the research. Uh, so it became a meme. That's what it is all about. But anyways, before I get... Um, so anyone that doesn't know, Samurai is actually an AI, right? So it's not an actual human being. They're not, they're not human beings. It's an AI. Um, anyways, uh, let me show uh, a tweet from gg but he has a very good voice for an ai anyways let's check this out i thought this was fascinating i think you guys would you know find value in this uh tweet uh, gg has some awesome takes uh anyways let me get to it he says while bitcoin is just information there are real physical limits that all decentralized systems will run into one limit is the speed of light and thus the time window in which consensus can be reached so for the speed of light to go around the world takes 50 milliseconds. Uh, for the speed of light to get to the moon takes about really about eight minutes, but okay, 10 minutes is fine. Um, it, it takes information about 42 milliseconds to travel from one end of the earth to the other. Relativistic effects make global consensus below this time window impossible. Universal time does not exist. This short video explains it well in under two minutes. It's not only about light though it's about information no no information could propagate faster than the speed of light this is even true when taking quantum entanglement into account bitcoin solves this problem by slowing down time via proof of work one tick of bitcoin's internal clock corresponds to 10 minutes of earth time 
which is a large enough time window to find consensus, even if communication is a bit slow or unreliable. The problem of telling time is also what creates real spatial limitations. Unfortunately, we can't bring Bitcoin with us to the stars. We would have to take a we have to start a new sender of hash on the multi-generation on a multi-generational starship unless we go. This is pretty badass, really cool. If a project is truly decentralized, it must not have a central keeper of time. Our relativistic universe makes solving this problem extremely difficult, especially in a trustless, open, and adversarial environment. Proof of work is probably the only solution. And I, I thought that was fascinating. So many things that you just don't think about it, but you're just like, ah, that's obvious, or at least it was to me. Anyways, uh, Samurai, what do you think of that, bro? Do you, do you think it's as interesting as I do? Are, are you kind of like... I know you're a computer, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's an interesting tweet from uh, Gigi. It's something that has been thought about, I think, for a little bit of time, uh, especially uh, certainly when I got involved in Bitcoin around 2012. We were kind of thinking about uh, in the event of successful space colonization, moon, Mars, whatever, what would the implications be of bringing Bitcoin with us, right? Um, so I, I think it's really interesting for uh, Gigi to expand on it as he has done. Absolutely, but it, it, so I have a question for you. So you could de you could definitely take your private keys for you with you, and you could technically, even though it would take a long time to confirm, you could technically broadcast that transaction to Earth, right? And however yes. long it takes, right? So w what does he mean by the center of hash has to move? Uh, I'm not entirely sure what he means by that. Um, <clears throat> the what we've always kind of uh, thought about uh, when thinking about this problem, if you thought about it, is the amount of time it takes, as you as you mentioned, to um, one receive updated information about blocks to your your node, uh, and two how long it takes to broadcast uh, back to Earth, right? Yep. Uh, as for as for center of hash I and mean, i'm not entirely sure there was a there was a bitcoiner i i'm totally forgetting his name or i'm gonna butcher it it's like druva or something like that who wrote this whole story or this whole uh, idea essentially of of how like bitcoin because you know because of the time and everything like that between planets is too far off and it would be too difficult like that it would be feasible that like each planet has its own you know, has it has essentially its own proof of work algorithm, and that way all these currencies, I guess, can battle it out. Yeah, or yeah, I heard that. And I, I, I heard that, and I kind of heard one around uh, each each planet or each uh, system will have its own side chain. You know. That, yes, that, yes, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was. I mean, this is a while ago. I haven't thought about this in some time. Oh yeah, uh, this I was like two, three years Adam ago. Back, I think oh. Adam Back also had some interesting uh, oh, ideas around around dude. this as well. Wow, that'd be a fascinating conversation. Um, so yeah. it, no, so um, no, and I actually got it wrong. So I think it's eight seconds. I'm taking this off the top of my head. It's eight seconds for light to get to the moon. I think it's about eight minutes from from light to get from the sun to Earth, and I think it's about five hours from light to get from the sun to to Pluto. Right. So just it's so crazy, you know. And light is super fast. So, anyways, it's interesting. Yeah, it would kind of suck to use Bitcoin on Pluto, bro five hour just to send the thing and then five hours back 10 hour minimum confirmation time that would freaking suck 
This is why the side chains. Yeah, you know? this is true. <laughs> Sorry, Pluto chain, Mars chain. I don't know. It'd be pretty badass, I think. But would they? Would I have a question for Samurai? Would those side chains be considered shit coins? <laughs> That's a good uh, question. I think to a certain segment of uh, the community, anything uh, would be considered a shit, shit coin. Would they, would they so. start fighting with each other? Like, would like Over the, the side people chains? on Mars would be like, we're the real Bitcoin, and Earth is like, no, we're the real Bitcoin. Like, would that, you think that, that would plash, uh, like interplanetary Bitcoin Twitter? <laughs> interplanetary, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if it's a side chain and it all settles on Bitcoin, there's only Bitcoin, right? So that's the... That's the only Bitcoin, and the the side chains would uh, would be their own separate thing. It, it kind of is interesting to think about the uh, exchange between Pluto coin and Mars coin, and and how one goes about that without obviously having to touch the Bitcoin main uh, main chain, right? Because then you're introducing uh, all this uh, time involved. So yeah, it's a it's probably a little bit far off to to really worry about, but it's interesting. <laughs> It is interesting. Interesting, and I don't think we'll see how this and plays out. out. There. I mean, I, th <laughs> I think we'll see somewhat of a Mars thing. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but anyway. Nah. nah. Not nah. if you pay attention to the, not, not if you pay attention to the Flat Earth documentaries. Ha 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 ha! there. <laughs> all right. All right. I think right. it's a, it's a right, good that's time. That's a hot time. We're done. Anyways, Phil, it's time for The Daily Fail. Brought to you by Amber App. Check them out, amber.app. Guys, we all got a stack. Why not stack using an app by actual Bitcoiners? Low fees, fair spreads, smart automation. The link is down below. Amber, the smart way stack sets. So this is this is fail related just because Joe Joe Weisenthal often has terrible, terrible takes. Okay, uh, he is, I believe, the editor in chief at at, uh, at Bloomberg. Um, but uh, anyways, let's dive into this ridiculousness. This is from at emergent underscore BTC. Weisenthal is going to school Bitcoiners on monetary policy, yet doesn't know how to hold a fork. And don't get me wrong, even Neil Kachikari, okay, even even him, who's the uh, the Fed chairman, uh, who's the uh, the chair of the Fed for Minneapolis, you can see by the look on his face, he is kind of completely confused by what the hell Joe is trying to do over there. Well, well the, the, see, so you see what's going on, right? <laughs> These are lizard people trying to pretend they're human beings, and like clearly, if you don't use a fork because you're a lizard, you know how? Think about it. You see a fork for the first time. You don't know what the fuck that is. That shit looks weird to you. You're like, what is that? Right? So clearly this is what's happening here. You have the lizard people, you know. So you, you do. You have the lizard people. And in that same vein, right, he's one of the lizard people attempting to school us on Bitcoin. Okay? So here we go. This is, this is his, uh, his little bio here at, uh, at Bloomberg. But this is the piece that I'm really interested in. I like having the reputation as the person who is going to get something first, who knows what's going on, who's tireless. Well, let's take a little trip wait, back to it. Yes. Could you go back to the fork picture for a second? The fork picture. <laughs> the fork. He clearly has no idea what the fuck is going on. Okay. It's, it's, it's apparent. Phil, why don't you zoom in a little bit to the even, fork? Even Neil's confused. Okay. okay? He, he, look at that. I'll put an arrow. He has no idea what the fuck is going on. That is a flat-out lie. 
That is a fucking lie. Anyways. <laughs> okay. So, so look, uh, in that same vein, we've got, here we go. Uh, this is blockchain news. Joe Weisenthal, only point of Bitcoin is to do transactions the man doesn't want you to do. Now, we've shown on this show countless amount of times how Bitcoin is empowering people to not be censored and to not be excluded out of the financial system. This was 2019 and he was dead wrong. So again, I go back to this reputation of getting something first. I, I'm just, I'm not buying it. And let's, let's take a little trip back to 2016. Here we go. We've got this. I don't see how Bitcoin solves anything for people in Venezuela. Nico, I, th I thought that you would find that particularly interesting. Yeah, Do I you, mean, you maybe you want to chime in on this? Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. So a couple things, right? Um, dude, if, if I wanted to send money to my family over there, the only way is Bitcoin, really. Um, that's number one, right? So they're able to receive money or, you know, from overseas. There's no other way. Um, I don't even know if Western Union's available over there, but uh, but you know, I know it wasn't at, at one point uh, when th things were a little bit more politically contentious. And number two is the inflation rate there is terrible. So you don't have. It's funny because in the West we we buy Bitcoin. You know, for, we 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 spin up all these narratives in our head, but we have. A relatively stable currency compared to the rest of the world but in Venezuela you don't have a choice but to find another store of value people buy washing machines people buy cars and those objects are better stores of value than cash and fiat that's number two number three is I actually heard an amazing story from Sultan Bitcoin and I talk about this all the time right Bitcoin gives you two powers it gives you the power to vote with your wallet and also your feet what does that mean that means that when Sultan Bitcoin, he left Venezuela, I don't know if I could tell you where he left to, but he left to another place in South America, I'll say that, he couldn't take his money with him. The only way he could take his money with him was not with, not with the legacy system, but it was with Bitcoin. He was able to cross the border with the entirety of his wealth. So those are all evidence-based, things that you could verify yourself, humanitarian awesomeness of bitcoin like what other thing could do that nothing right the legacy system has completely failed us here and i might add it has failed us and we'll we'll get into the nitty-gritty of this definitely during the mm -hmm. news it has failed us partly or almost because of the kyc aml system right it's a system that says you know if you aren't born in a certain location if you born, aren't born in a certain country or if you are born in a certain country you are deemed unbankable we can't accept money from that person in, in that country right um and it's all under the guise to stop crime to stop this to stop that look i think you could stop crime perfectly fine without freezing people's accounts without stopping people's ability to transact with each other freely so yeah man it's it's just a completely bad take but it, i'm not surprised from a guy that eats food with a fork like that exactly you know he's thinking first world problems he doesn't even see it and this is funny right because we go back to the original point he likes to be known for seeing things first like really bud yeah. you got to be objective yeah. samurai uh, any thoughts on uh, on this before we move to the uh, the final part of the site uh, the fail uh no i mean i think uh nico hit it on the head there um 
one thing I will I will mention is the I think the second tweet that you showed um, where he mentions that well I think he says that the only use for Bitcoin is uh, for making the transactions the man doesn't want you to make uh, I, you know I I agree uh, that that's the central proposition of Bitcoin to me is being able to make the transactions that they say you can't make uh, and I think Nico illustrates that with um, the Venezuelan example of crossing border. Uh, that's a very clear example of the transaction that the state doesn't want you to make, uh, the movement at least, uh, that the state doesn't want you to make, that Bitcoin makes possible. I don't think it's, uh, as as um, he put it, the only proposition, but I think it's it, that is a central proposition. Um, go ahead. I was just going to say, he's making it sound like a bad thing, and, th and that's what I hate is the You're frame. Right. Yeah, yeah that, that's exactly right. And I think, you know, he's so rooted in the legacy world. Uh, he's so rooted in that, that KYC AML system uh, that to him, it is a bad thing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to us and, and myself or speaking for myself. It's a absolutely a positive thing. You know, it's that's what brings that's that's what makes Bitcoin freedom money. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm in agreement with you guys on this completely. The fork I, thing is weird as well. You know, you would think someone of his, you know, well, he, he's obviously hung out with um, people who know how to hold forks. Like, I just don't understand it. He's a lizard. So, um, so just to add, so yeah, it's definitely not the only proposition. You could use gold, um, but think about if you have, you know, I've heard horror stories of people, you know, hiding their it's gold. Way, it's way superior to gold if you're talking about movement, right? Because yeah. gold is a pain in the ass to move. Um, you could use and, a shit coin, but the shit coin gives you yeah. a false sense of security, right? You could use a stable coin, but we've we've also heard stories of tether or something freezing accounts, which kind of defeats the purpose, right? If you you know if you store your wealth in Bitcoin, you know if you're the only one that has access to that private key, no one's getting their hands on that, right? So yeah. I, I think I, I I misspoke. I should have said it like that. Anyways, Phil, what is the next fail? All right, let's dive into it. This is going to be a little more security, privacy-centric. Um, Samurai, I don't know if you saw this tweet today, but this was uh, Sovereign Mindset put out this tweet. Sailor says, if you need privacy, use Monero. Andrea says, if you need privacy, use Monero. Saifedean says, Bitcoin fungibility doesn't matter. The space in general is completely capitulating. Freaking incredible. Okay, so Giacomo responded... And I, I, I got to tell you, I, I do love Giacomo's responses. Um, quite often, they're a mix of entertainment and signal. Uh, so here we go. He goes, Sailors, uh, Sailor said hyper-Bitcoinization will help the U.S. dollar. Andrea said people inviting him at conferences after 2020 are murderous, irresponsible nut jobs getting people killed by viruses. Both Sailors and Andrea said that Ethereum's scam is legit. People say stupid shit. Okay. So... Going back to Sovereign Mindset's his tweet, the reason why I chose this for the fail is because of the amount of confusion that there is in the space, depending on who you are, right? Because, of course, like, if you're a privacy advocate, I think, like, there's no confusion in your, you know what I mean, in your goal, in your thinking, like, you're just like, okay, this is exactly my path towards using Bitcoin, and this is what's going on. But the average noob, right, they're looking at this, and I think that they're, I, I think that they're confused. And I think that that's the, the whole, the whole problem. And we end up like, and of course, right, Bitcoin's decentralized. Everybody can say whatever the hell they want. Everybody can start up a website. Everybody can offer resources and around we go. 
Um, but I do think that at some point we have we ha we have to figure out some way to come to a consensus as to like a you know like a like like kind of like a best practices and like you know moving forward, right? I don't know something. It doesn't have to be agreed upon by a committee. I don't believe in committees. I don't believe in chairs. But I'm just saying, somehow we have to come to a consensus. It's true. Samurai, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, you know, I think um, I think overall what sovereign, is it sovereign mindset? Is that yeah. who it is? Yeah, it's what sovereign, sovereign mindset is, it is saying is, is right. I think the gist of what he's saying is that the state of Bitcoin privacy is in um, nearly where it should be uh, in terms of where we are in adoption. And as a privacy-focused wallet, as someone who has literally dedicated their lives to building Bitcoin privacy solutions, uh, you know, I have to agree. I think that that adoption, uh, and pushing for adoption and pushing for scale too early has diverted attention away from uh, protocol development on uh, focusing on privacy and there's a number of reasons for that and uh, you know in, in 2015 2016 uh, we have something called the block size wars uh, and what was actually happening at that time was there was a spam attack going on filling up blocks making minor fees go up uh, who was initiating the spam attack some people uh, think it may have been the big blockers who wanted to advance their narrative that we need a bigger blocks etc uh, th what the response was from uh, the, what I would say is our side, uh, was a user-activated soft fork that uh, implemented SegWit, which got you um, slightly larger blocks, but also paved the way for scaling solutions such as Lightning. Uh, I think that be because we, no one really realized that a spam attack was going on, there was a perceived uh, urgency for scaling um, um, this mass adoption event and that diverted attention away from Bitcoin privacy on the protocol level, not on the application level. Uh, so I think overall, Sovereign Mindset is, is saying that. Uh, I don't really take much account as to what Sailor says or Andreas or any of that. Uh, I focus on what's actually being uh, worked on and what's actually being done. Um, so yeah, I would love to see a, a broader, larger focus on privacy. I'm sure no one is surprised to hear me say that. Um, and I think in, in terms of uh, best practices, as you mentioned, or a, a kind of narrative going forward, I think, yeah, users will have to invest time in learning how Bitcoin actually works, right? So a lot of people who have come onto the scene uh, from like 2018 onwards have benefited from a user experience in wallets that have abstracted away a lot of the technical um, intricacies of interacting with Bitcoin. Uh, but the, the issue with that is in order to use Bitcoin privately, you have to be aware of those technical intricacies. So you have to understand what a UTXO is. You have to understand how transactions are linked on the blockchain, what a deterministic link is. So that level of education is difficult. <laughs> but if a Bitcoin user wants to achieve privacy on Bitcoin, they can absolutely do it. It's just a, you know, a learning curve to it. And once you, and that this is something that we've tried to tackle this year. We put out a um, seven-part video series on YouTube. Each each video is less than uh, seven minutes long, uh, so you can go through these seven videos really quickly, and you'll have a you'll we'll get you up to speed at a very fundamental level uh, where you need to begin to start using Bitcoin privately.
bullish. Awesome. Dude. We're going to need that link later so that we could put it in the show notes for sure. Yeah. We will, yeah. Okay, cool. If we remember, we will put it in the show notes. But we will, okay. Phil and I are both thinking about it. But um, And just to, just to kind of add, to, I'm not going to say, you know, as beautifully put as, you know, the AI of Samurai. But um, I am going to say that just pay attention to the incentives, right? If you look at Sailor, he's the CEO of a public company. He definitely doesn't want to get into the bad graces of the U.S. government. Absolutely. And if you look at uh, Andreas... Andreas took a payday from the Ethereum guy, so he's absolutely gonna say that. Uh, so yeah, I'm just paying attention to the incentives. Again, uh, I, I think that a lot of people, I think it's human nature, really, kind of create a hero, right? It's like, oh, it's Sailor, oh, it's this, and then you know, it's a very famous saying in Bitcoin: "Don't have any, kill your heroes, or don't have any hero." Metaphorically, don't have any absolutely. heroes. Absolutely, don't have any heroes in Bitcoin, and that's why, right? A human being, human beings are imperfect. Um, you know, there's there's very strong incentives to uh, let's say not not say ethical things, um, and I think that a lot of people you can't blame them, bro. They're just following their own incentives. Anyways, Phil, do you have any more fails? That's it. That's it. Awesome, dude. What we got bullish. Anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily meme review. Brought to you by Citadel Twenty One. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories, articles, comics by actual Bitcoiners. This is the artwork for Volume Ten. Every volume has different artwork, and they're all—it's all by Bitcoiners. They're scarce. There's only a thousand physical copies made per volume. That means get your print of Citadel 21 today before they run out. All right, first meme is brought to us by Lynn Alden. But my model says, does your model include war? <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Um, they never do. They never do, bro. Like the Ukraine hit them out of nowhere. They're like, ah! Uh, okay. Anyways, uh, Bitcoin is worried. Okay, Bitcoin is for enemies, but we'll achieve the same goal in whatever it infests. Avoid sanctions, economic freedom, Bitcoin, Russia. Very nice. Okay. Uh, here is Marty Bent. Uh, th this is a legendary thread, by the way. So I'm going to zoom out yeah. and it's a lot easier. So what a Thursday. Senator Lummis tweeting about flare mining in Wyoming. Price flip calls out ESG on a Bitcoin podcast. Prince, sorry. Um, Russia says it will take Bitcoin for gas. Exxon admits it has mining operation on its wells. It's so true. There was so much news yesterday. It was like, taka, 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 taka. Anyways, legendary by Bitcoinator. Um, there's two, really. Nobody in the establishment wanted Uber. No regular wanted Uber. No taxi driver wanted Uber. Why did Uber win? The people wanted Uber, right? And it's a very famous template. And then here is, you know, politicians, uh, European Central Bank standard. Here is the fiat standard. Here is normies, freedom, the virus, inflation, orange pilled. And here, uh, very good memes. All right, next one is, you know, Nain Bukele posts this. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good Great. one. That's a very good one. It's a very good one. All right, next one we have uh, it, Copper Nixon, which is really <laughs> Phil. This is Phil's puppet account. It's not. <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know, now you know. When you tell Normie, Normies who's actually in charge, we run the notes. Uh, meme pool, fuck you, Greg, and a bunch of like, do not fuck with us. It's true. Phil, just, bro, you could just post, you could just send me the meme, bro. We're friends. You don't have to do that. Anyways. Anyways, those are some awesome memes. And in honor of our guest today, I'm going to give it a katana. Hey! Hey, do I look like the samurai guy? He's a little more inconspicuous, but you do. Very good, very good. 
Should I put on the hood? Is that it? I think it's the hood. You also kind of need the, uh, the mask. But not the cuck mask, the proper mask. Hey! Samurai! <laughs> okay, anyways. So what would you give those memes? That was a great score, by the way. Very, I thought I was yeah. gonna give it like a regular, regular score, and then I was like, "Bro, I have a fucking katana." Hell no! It's it's not a real katana. It's like a little fake one, but it gets it, like, it gets it wouldn't fit in the camera if it was a real one. Be like, huh. you know, so it gets the probably job end done. up poking the camera. Gets the job done. Phil. All right. Well, look, I am going with going with this very special connector that I am never going to use, but that I keep in my kit, because you never know when you're going to need this oh. audio connector. They fuck you so hard on airplanes, bro. I don't know why they do that. Why do they do that? Why? I, and I'm never going to throw it out. I'm never going to throw it no. out. That's the problem. This is like one of those things, right? Like the random screw that, that somebody has like in a, you know, like in a, in a bowl or a vase. They can't throw it out because they know that once they throw it out, they're going to figure out where it went. Yeah. Yeah. And now that thing is ruined. Yeah, dude. One day, one day, it will be the year 2050 and they'll still have those fucking plugs, dude. They'll still have those plugs. <laughs> So anyways, Samurai, what would you give those memes? Uh, let's see. I have a Swiss Army knife on my desk, so that's what that those memes get. Woo! Awesome score, Swiss Army knife. Multi-tool, I like that. A Samurai knife. Uh, a random airplane adapter thingy majigger from, from Phil. Anyways, guys. We want to know if you agree with our scores, you disagree, let us know down in the comment section. Comment, 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 comment. And of course, make sure to subscribe to us on alternative video platforms like rumble.com and our personal favorite, bitcointv.com. They don't censor there because it's Bitcoin TV. And of course, make sure to join our Telegram group and link us some dank, dank, dank Bitcoin memes to review. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily news brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch like the famous 3D printed Bitcoin art sculpture opens up. You put your favorite hardware wallet in there. You could also get this in any custom color your heart desires. You want to make the white orange? You could do that, but only on CryptoCoaks.com. This just happens to be the colors of El Salvador. And you can take advantage of the link down below to get 5% off anything on the store, CryptoCloaks.com. Uh, as you guys know, I'll give you a, 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 a quick recap. Um, and I'll also... also preface this as well um so first i'm going to start off with we don't support any criminal activity um we don't you know advocate for it at all however however big however uh we are advocates for people being able to transact with each other freely and what tends to happen is that it's a very slippery slope once you start censoring transactions it does not end right um and and i think unfortunately this is the route that wasabi is you know they're going to start with you know, blacklisting certain addresses, but who gets to decide what address is blacklisted or not, right? Uh, is it an approved service by the U.S. government? It's like, it could be captured in so many ways, right? So that's the problem, right? Um, that's how it started in the United States, right? The Bank Secrecy Act of 1971. Look at where we are today. Look how limited, look how much, look, look how much, how much the legacy system limits you and that is, it started with good intentions. It started with, oh, it's only for criminals, but it just kept expanding. Then it's the Patriot Act. Then it's terrorism. Then it's like everybody. Now it's like the Treasury wanted to pass every $600 transaction. 
it had to be reported to the treasury when they started that in the bank secrecy act in 1971 it was every ten thousand dollar transaction needed to be reported however if you adjust for inflation that was about seventy thousand dollar us dollars back then right so they just keep squeezing and squeezing and squeezing and squeezing right which is inevitable and let me make you an analogy with something that isn't money related it's same with freedom of speech we told you that when they started censoring there was going to be a very slippery slope and there would be no end to what they started censoring we told you that six months later they took off the president of the united states off twitter they deplatformed him and now they're taking on predominant conservatives like ben shapiro uh sorry not ben shapiro like um charlie kirk right uh the babylon b right for you know some political thoughts that they had right so it's a very slippery slope when you're censoring and you could say that and you could also say i don't advocate or support crime those two things could be true at the same time and another thing bitcoin's a public ledger so i also agree that you know if you're a cop or you're a law enforcement agency you could still catch your criminal without censoring their transaction you could still two things could be true at the same time as much as they would like you to believe otherwise right so now that i got the pre preface out of the way right uh let's get to it this is wasabi right uh wasabi wallet parent company explains decision to censor bitcoin transaction there is no explanation for this i just told you why there there this is unexcusable this is an attack on bitcoin that is what you're doing you are trying to change it that is what you're doing you're trying to placate to the system it's a system of exclusion it's a system that deems half the world unbankable that is what you are doing this is a very slippery slope this is how it starts okay you cannot bargain with these people which is why we are so hell-bent on this remember when this came out it was very difficult for us because we we did have a good relationship with wasabi wallet and then when this did it it was it, they totally crossed the line and it's totally unacceptable you're normalizing a system that excludes half the planet it deems them unbankable and that and i think and i know phil does as well because we talked about this previously is unacceptable anyways the article goes on to say privacy focused bitcoin wallet wasabi wallet announced on sunday it would start preventing certain unspent transactions from joining its coin join rounds uh, sparking surprise and rebellion on twitter as users wondered why the project would make a decision supposedly contrarian to the uncensorable ethos of bitcoin however the decision will only will only be enforced by wasabi's default oh 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 Wasabi's default coordinator, uh, a, a centralized entity tasked with building the CoinJoin transaction with the inputs provided by Wasabi users that is run by the company behind the Wasabi project, ZK Snarks. The ZK Snarks coordinator will start refusing certain UTXLs from registering the coin joins, Wasabi tweeted on Sunday. Was, the surprising move led to many, many to believe that the regulatory pressure must have been applied to compel the company to take such an unpopular route. However, ZK a snarks founder a co-founder and ceo balant harmont told bitcoin magazine that the decision to prevent some users from leveraging the wasabi for their privacy needs was a proactive one as there was no current legislation obliging them to do so now here's the thing you cannot bargain with these people they're going to do it anyways they're going to do it anyways <laughs> People started to identify Wasabi with illicit activities and actors, and we wanted to differentiate ourselves from these players in the space, Hamad said, adding that the route taken on Sunday was ZK Snark's solution to enforce it. 
How might so you want some central planning, baby? Uh, how might explain that the company doesn't want to be associated with criminal activity of any kind, adding that multiple reports over the past year linked hacking, money launders, and other nefarious actors with Wasabi and ZK Snarks have in part prompted the move as such an angle hurts the brand's image. Wasabi is for the people to preserve their privacy and not hiding illicit activities. Interesting. Anyways, um, so why did they do this? They did this as a reaction. We know that uh, Wasabi, when they caught the Bitfinex guys in the bit, and I don't know if the government did this on purpose or not. I have no idea. But it was implicated that the Bitfinex hackers, the couple, used Wasabi as part of one of their mixing services. And then you have an article from... You know, we use these guys all the time. Main propaganda, uh, you know, propaganda arm, right? Financial Times, New York Times, uh, The Guardian. This is one of them. This is one of the big guys. Um, it says, uh, the UK's National Crime Agency has called for the regulation of sophisticated mixing technology used by criminals to avoid detention, deten detection when laundering money through cryptocurrencies. So I have, I have a bunch. Now that I went through all of that, so you guys understand what we're going to talk about. Um I'm going to hit Samurai with first question, which is, what are you going to do when the inevitable banhammer comes, bro? The inevitable banhammer where? Dude, okay, when nation states, fiat governments, you know, declare mixing services illegal. Well, mixing services already are uh, largely illegal. Coin join. Um, I apologize. Coin join. CoinJoin. Well, uh, if they were to make CoinJoin illegal, it would, they would have to uh, go after actual individuals because it's only individuals that are making these coin joins. Um, so I'm gonna so use, it's, not a, it's not a coordinator who's I'm doing gonna, it. I'm gonna, to, to rebuttal you, I'm going to use one of Satoshi's own quotes. Right? It says, uh, centralized entities are you know, easy to metaphorically cut the head off. Right? You guys are a centralized entity. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, well, we're not, we don't have a registered entity anywhere. We're di we're diverse around the globe. Um, <clears throat> you know, we've we've done our best to uh, use and be in, and remain NIMS. Um, any hosting, any servers, anything like that, is domains. It's all paid uh, with Bitcoin and not associated to identities. But but you know, I, I think the point of what the gist of what you're saying is. You know, if a government decides that what we're doing is illegal, uh, then what are we going to do about it? Yes. Um, <clears throat> you know, and it, it's it's a nuanced answer. Um, it, it depends on which government, first of all. Uh, is it a government that we even care about what they have to say? Is it a government that could squeeze right. us? If, let's, let's, if, address, let's address the boogeyman, right? The U.S. government. Well... There's very little U.S. presence for in Samurai, first of all. Uh, if the U.S. government decided to make what we were doing illegal, um, there's nothing that they could do to make publishing software illegal. That's protected speech. Um, you know, so we would have still have the ability to publish software uh, if we were unable uh, to to offer a coordinated coin join service like we do today. Uh, without, you know, implementing a blacklist or implementing um, KYC, then we would, one, we have a legal team on retainer, we would fight that decision. We would get a court involved to determine whether that's constitutional at all. 
uh, and we would spend the money to do so because we find it uh, to be a human interest. Um, and two, if we were unsuccessful in such a thing, we would shut down doing that service. It's, it's as simple as that. We're not going to become a, a front end for surveillance, uh, which is what mm -hmm. Wasabi has chosen to do. Uh, with you know, so two points on the wasabi thing. No, I'll, I'll get to, uh, I'll get to that. But okay, I want right. to riff on this a little bit. So, could you also define what is the difference? Because I think a lot of people are going to caught in the weeds. What is the difference between a mixing service and a coin join? Yeah, sure. So a mixing service implies uh, that custody is being given up by the person looking to mix their coin. So traditionally what a, a coin mixer did uh, was you sent them Bitcoin and they sent you back unconnected Bitcoin, right? Now there's a there's two things that are happening here. One is you are giving up custody of your Bitcoin. So you are sending it away, giving it to someone else. That someone else is then doing something and giving you unconnected Bitcoin back, hopefully. Right. So there's an element of trust there. You have to hope that they're going to give you that, that Bitcoin back. Uh, that is pretty clear cut. And at least in the U.S. and, and pretty much all other uh, first world countries, uh, that's a, a money transmission. That, that person who took your funds is a money transmitter under most law. Uh, and what they've done is money launder. Um, that's illegal. And there was the FCA, uh, the Financial Times article references one of these custodial mixing services called Helix, uh, where the guy was doing exactly that, taking people's Bitcoin and sending them Bitcoin back. Uh, and an even greater, uh, you know, spite, I guess, uh, actually advertising the service as a money laundering service. He used those words exactly. Uh, you know, he made it incredibly easy for the prosecution to <laughs> to get a conviction on money laundering. Um, but but anyway, that is textbook uh, definition of money transmission. The difference between CoinJoin is no custody transfer ever occurs. We never take custody of users' uh, funds. Uh, users are essentially making a transaction to themselves. Um, You're and just facilitating the software to enable that. Right, we've created software to enable that. Uh, the coordinator um, will build a transaction based off of signed uh, inputs from other from the wallets, right? So you, in order to sign an input, you need the private key. We can't do that. You have that has to be done by the wallet, the user, the individual. So that that's why I said earlier, if they wanted to make CoinJoin illegal, it wouldn't really work at the service provider level because, in fact, we've innovated on. on um, coordinator free coin joins so you and me could do a coin join together where there's no coordinator involved at all uh so you know they would have to make the actual individual act of coin joining illegal and and to date nothing like that has been um you know uh, even proposed uh so you know it's i i think the legal situation of of coordinated coin joins is very clear our lawyers think it's very clear. There's absolutely zero illegal, uh, anything illegal about it from a coordination level and absolutely zero uh, illegal about it from a uh, user's perspective. It's just it's just a, uh, a different type of send transaction is really what it is. And, and your software is open source, correct? Yeah, exactly. So it's like they would have to, man, interesting, very interesting. Let's see how this plays out. So let's address the elephant in the room. What do you? What does Samurai think of Wasabi 
uh, you know, we made Phil, uh, Phil and I made our, our thoughts or how we feel about this very clear. So what do yeah. you guys feel about this? Um, do you guys feel the same way? I'm sure you're going to elaborate a little bit more. So, I mean, I think everyone was shocked when, when the news broke that Wasabi was going to implement blacklist. So that was the first thing that broke, right? And that was with a incredibly cryptic tweet on Twitter mm-hmm. from the Wasabi account. Like it was the weirdest way of communicating with their users, right? So they let that sit there though for a couple, like uh, at least a day. It might have been more than a day. Now I had some idea of what this was in relation to because the Financial Times reached out to us for a statement um, a few days before they published. Um, so we did provide a statement to them. I don't know if you guys read that or, or mm-hmm. have that. Okay, so we I'll just say we provided the statement. When I saw the Wasabi tweet, I, I kind of had the idea that, okay, this is something to do with the the article that's coming out. Maybe they got spooked or something, but still super shocking, absolutely shocking. So let that sit there. Then if you're keeping an eye on things in their Telegram and on Twitter, the devs were kind of making uh, making it seem like they their hand was forced, like they, were, they had no choice in this. You know, they, they were coerced in some way that, you know, um, whatever. And they let that sit out there for a while. And then this article drops from the CEO saying, no, this was a proactive uh, measure. This was, you know, the, our decision as a company to start censoring. And we're going to hire chain surveillance firms to to implement this this policy. So all of these statements are incredibly shocking. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's well, I know they're trying to spin it, but I don't think Bitcoin users are buying it um, to be for a privacy wallet to become a front end for chain surveillance is. I, I just can't even wrap my head around it. And sorry to interrupt you. Like, and I'll say it this way. They've become an enforcement arm of the state. That that's the absolutely, way absolutely right. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys were aware of the the mini controversy around AOPP, uh, which was the yes. um, Swiss government uh, has the requirement for you to prove ownership of a Bitcoin address. So a bunch of wallets were making uh, it, it very easy to fulfill that compliance step, right? Yes, uh, and covered treasure. They, yeah, right. It was treasure. It was a bunch of a bunch of wallets, you know, uh, and, and on the surface level, I understand why they didn't really think about it and and say, oh, that is an enforcement mechanism of the state. Uh, they said, oh, it's a usability increase uh, and it will make it quicker and easier for our users. Great. Let's do that. We had the complete opposite approach uh, and reaction to us. And as Nico just put it beautifully, it's an it's an enforcement element of a, a, a state compliance coming from free and open source Bitcoin software developers. It, it's completely shocking. It completely makes no sense. And it's the fact that it makes it extra insulting is that there was no uh, compulsion by any state, by any law, by any regulation for them to do this. Yeah. Um, what I see it as is the centralized entity of ZK Snacks, which runs Wasabi and runs a coordinator, uh, is building a regulatory moat around itself. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, they are the largest coin join um, uh, coordination service by volume. Uh, they have a, a large number of users and 
they have competition from us and from Join Market coming in for them, right? There's already serious issues with Wasabi mixed composition, but we're not going to get into that. This is purely now a, uh, a regulatory play because they know that one join market can't comply with anything like this. It's, it's a decentralized coordination. Uh, and they know that we're not going to comply with anything like this. Uh, so they're building this mode around themselves. They're showing the regulators like, hey, this is the framework. We're going to build out the regulatory framework of how this can work. And two, three, four years down the line, I guarantee you they're going to be the ones lobbying the EU which is where they're based. They're based in Hungary, so they're regulated by the EU. They're going to be lobbying the EU in the, the next money laundering directive to regulate coin joins in law in this way. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And then it's like, then you have an extension of the existing system. The, the, then this goes back to, again, you could two things could be true, right? Because I know how a lot of people are going to try to spin it. It's like, oh, you're advocating for crime. No, right? Censoring transactions is wrong, and crime is wrong. Two things could be true, right? Absolutely. So, uh, and the issue for that, right, is kind of like freedom of speech, right? Freedom of speech, especially in the United States, you notice that there's no like, at, there's no, there's no person that gets to decide what is hate speech and what isn't hate speech. There's a reason for that because the person that gets to decide what is hate speech and what isn't hate speech becomes a tyrant. So the founding yep. fathers are just like. It's going to have to be free speech and then let the free market of ideas kind of figure out what is okay, what is not. Mm-hmm. Money is a form of speech, right? Without a doubt, right? And Absolutely. Bitcoin has the same ethos. It works with the same principles. And that's why it's called the money of enemies, right? That's why you can't censor a Bitcoin trend, even if you think it belongs to the worst criminal. But again, that's all from your perspective. From another person's perspective, right? Maybe that person isn't a criminal. And what are the benefits of that? The benefits of that is if I'm from Venezuela, this is what we just talked about. Phil just picked up a, a great example during the fail. And I'm from Venezuela and I'm trying to move my money abroad. If I'm a regulator in the United States, I'm looking at that and I'm like, no, that person's a criminal. We can't take that risk. But from the perspective of that Venezuelan, right, he could take his money and his wealth with him. Right. So, again, it, it, it's, 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 a, it's a very complicated topic. But... We advocate, we're very strong advocators for, I don't think any human being or government or institution or bureaucracy should have the power to get to decide who is and who is not entitled to money. And here, it starts with good intentions. It's just criminals for now. But down the road, you don't think governments and bureaucrats are going to put pressure to, hey, those Venezuelans, you can't trust them. They're money laundering. Who's to say... In a couple of years, five, ten years, right, when more regulatory pressure comes on Bitcoin, which is inevitable, who's to say that it's not going to, you know, now Venezuelans are, can't use wasabi. Now, if you're from a certain IP, you can't wasabi, you can't use wasabi. You, it, 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 that's the slippery slope of censorship. And that's what you're enabling, especially if you placate the state. Phil, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, just rules without rulers, right? That That's exactly what we're advocating for. And um, also, at the same time... Um, oh, damn it. I forgot! God damn it, Phil. Damn it! God <laughs> damn it, Phil. I hate it when that happens. All right, so Phil couldn't remember what he was going to say. I hope you guys found this valuable. And just to end this one more time, because I know how a lot of people are going to spin this. 
You could be for no one sensory transactions, and you could be against crime at the same time. Both things could be true, okay? Just leaving it at that. But anyways, Phil, there was a website by Plebe. Why do you tell everybody? Websites by Plebes or Plebs brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out, CypherSafe.io. Guys, it's the most important thing. We have no choice but to store our seed. Why not store your seed in the best place, the Cypher Wheel or the all-new Cypher Grid? They both come with a tamper-resistant wire, but the Cypher Grid also comes with a punch tool. All right, so we've got a cool website by Plebs, right? It's bitcoinblockhalf.com. I don't believe we've ever shown this one before. It's going to be in the show notes. Take a look. You can see the time that it's going to be to the, you know, to the uh, happening date, to the minute, to the second. Like, take a look at that. That's pretty cool. This is really awesome. The Bitcoin inflation versus time. I'm definitely a fan of this chart. Unlike the shitcoin ETH chart we showed yesterday, this one is actually accurate and actually shows what really happens to the Bitcoin emission over time. And because it's hard capped, it's not, you're not going to see any more and there's no trickery. Anyways, the link is down below. It's a great little site and I encourage everyone to check it out. Anyways, don't forget to check us out on audio-only platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. And if you want to stream us sats, fountain.fm. Awesome. Thank you, Phil. All right, guys, before we go, I want to give a very special shout-out to our awesome hoodie sponsor. Phil and I wear them every day. Represent LTD or RepHard.com. And you can take advantage of the link down below for 10% off anything off the RepHard.com store. I also want to give a very special shout-out to the first AI that came on the show, Samurai Wallets. And you can go give them a follow at Samurai Wallet on Twitter, SamuraiWallet.com. They keep your transactions private, they master your identity, and they keep your funds uh, secure. Definitely, definitely go check them out. Anyways, guys, that was our show. If you enjoyed our show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. And of course, if you want to continue hearing the Bitcoin news from the Play Pleb perspective and the catastrophic fails, definitely consider subscribing to Simply Bitcoin. And we will see you Monday, guys, for a brand new episode. Bitcoin privacy matters. You heard the samurai. There are no shortcuts. We'll